to the Melanin Girl Prom Podcast today, and we are on episode 21, and we are talking about black women and their hairstyles. So sit back and relax, and let's get started. The connection between hair and the identity in black culture. The expression of beauty through hairstyle has been a long-standing signature of black culture. From the fro to hair wraps to braids, black women use their hairstyle as a personal expression of who they are and to show the evolution of black culture over time. An evolution which has brought us to a time where more and more black women are embracing the natural beauty of their own hair. However, it doesn't escape controversy. Being beautiful, yeah, beauty, and especially hair in black culture has been a sensitive topic discussion for decades with roots all the way back to the civil rights movement and beyond. Recently, the connection between hair and identity has once again gained attention and garnered much debate within the black community. Shea Moisture, a black-owned hair company, has founded itself in this debate after launching a new ad campaign. Since its founding, the company dedicated itself to providing its consumers, especially black women, with a range of natural products that span all hair types, from loose, bouncy curls to tight, kinky strands. Historically, the brand has prided itself on filling the beauty gap, normalizing and bringing more awareness to black beauty, while providing black women products that otherwise cannot be found in traditional retail channels. Their recent digital ad campaign sparked outrage when a company looked to appeal to more Hispanic to his audience, including non-Hispanic whites, while excluding any representation of their core black audience. Specifically, the ad seemed to gloss over the history of social hardship and that social hardship that black women have faced. with black hair, black hair stereotypes and association when comparing with other cultural groups. As with any topic that garners passionate response, one must look at their hair and, and cultural identity with the black community for context. Social oppression, abuse, and racial discrimination have historically forced many black women to hide their hair. For example, before the emancipation, hair wraps were used to sing signs of oppression slash social status and means for black women to make themselves less attractive to their owners. Fast forward to when black women entered the industrial workplace, many felt forced to adapt a more angelistic practice when it came to their hairstyle, the straightening process, and altered from their natural curl pattern slash state. Even today, in certain places, industries, or workplace, traditional black hairstyles, such such as dreadlocks, are restricted and can more cause termination. In 11th Circuit Court of Appeal, recently ruled that banning employees from wearing their hairs and lock does not qualify as a racial discrimination. To help in understanding the emotional significance hair has on the black community and identity, one doesn't have to look too far within our black community to understand the effects. Each woman has their own story or hair journey, often marked by struggling stemming back from childhood. As a black woman, I've experienced my own struggle to embrace my hair in its natural space, and to this day, I consider myself accepting and defining my own cultural identity. As a young girl, 
I was often suggested to teasing because my hair was in dreadlocks and they were called look like worms or a name that I don't want to get in, into. And then my grandma had vowed, you know, to to step in at the bullying that had happened. And then I decided to change it from from dress to straight to braids to perm, relaxers, whole nine yards. I'll never forget when I put like like box braids in my hair. And then I took them out, and it was just a disaster. A complete, complete disaster. And all the time, I just wanted to manage my hair. Or have manage my hair. And if I was brutally honest with myself... I was truly honest with myself. I wanted, that, wanted my hair to help me blend in with everybody else in my small town of Gastonia, North Carolina. Looking back, when I think of my, my grandma trying to tell me but that was my hair, and basically I was beautiful without being altered. But throughout high school and my first year of college, I continued processing my hair in parts for ease as well as to prevent any damage or breakage, a side effect of discontinuing these chemical products. After continuing this vicious cycle into, I think, my junior year, I had enough damage effect with chemicals had on my hair and look to break free the relent the leniency on them by embarking on dirty to go natural. And this process, what a process. We have countless hours of styling, researching, trying new products, and many hours spent in the salon to finally look what's best for my hair type. Looking back, it was the best decision I ever made. And correlating a bigger milestone in my in my life, a sense of confidence, and a sense of people I was becoming, and wow, how empowering! It all came full circle when I took a trip back home in college, and then I shaved half my head, and people looked at me like, "Wow, you look beautiful," or that, or that hairstyle really fits you, and like, "Why didn't you wear your, your hair like that back in high school?" And then I realized what changed was that I finally felt comfortable being me. Regardless of the opinions of others, ask ask any other black woman, and they will have their own personal stories, experience, and journey with their hair. Shea Moisture is a brand that's always in these experiences and emotional connections in, in their products and ads. When a brand discontinues itself from the attributes that have played such a major role. And defining and establishing its identity. What exactly has that brand done wrong? In this case, the brand may have briefly lost the sight of its roots or its core audience, their values, struggles, and triumphs. Black cultures embrace the inclusiveness, but also yearns to be heard and personally catered to. As market researchers, it's our job to never lose sight of these core values, believe emotional connections that gives brands life. Historically, culture, traditions, struggles, and social struggles cannot be denied. When brands ignore the importance of these elements, they are denying the value of culture identified, obliterating the very makeup of who the members of that culture are, providing the space for just blacks, but for all cultures to feel accepted and celebrated for the things that make them unique is, is what it's all about. And then eight things before we end for today that I want to I know about eight things you, you 
always wanted to know about black women's hair. Hair is important to most women, but massive hair and the culture rule around it can represent everything that is challenging about straddling two cultures and the competing beauty standard that comes with them. For black women in particular, a hairstyle can often be viewed as an aesthetic choice than as a political one. And then we have many questions. So here we are to educate the basic of black women hair is our black mashup and to give some examples. Black women spend a lot of time and money to maintain their hair. Marketing firms have valued the black hair industry at $774 million. That's a lot of deep conditioning and vitamins. As a black woman in families of a black woman with a gaggle of black women friends that are entirely unsurprising, we are serious about our hair and our, how our hair can affect our mood or how our hair has its own vocabulary. It bonds us together in the style, success, and struggles, yet something can easily essential to our identity can often be misunderstood by people outside of our culture. But clearing up small misunderstandings about hair can go a long way to clearing it up. To clear up the big misunderstanding about race. So please let me share the primer on black hair. Black hair is really different than all other hair. While other races can straight can have straight, wavy, or curly strands. Most black people have varied degrees of tightly curly strands. It may come in spirals, coils, loops, zigzag, or other curves. This is why it tends to grow out rather than down. It can make gravity to find shapes like afros and puffs. Black hair does grow. It's a myth that black hair doesn't grow. All human hair grows about a half inch a month, depending on your health and genetics. Having long hair is really more about how much hair you obtain after breakage. Black hair, because it's curly, can be weaker than straight. Each bend in the strand represents a weak point in the hair shaft, which makes it more prone to break. All this means is that it takes a little more TLC to avoid breakage. So we don't, so we have to tend, we tend to have shorter hair, but doesn't mean it doesn't grow. Perms, weaves, and extensions are all options for black women, and sometimes simulating. But what are all these questions? Great question. When when a non-black woman refers to a perm, they're often talking about adding a permanent curl to the hair through a similar process, but, I, but black hair is already curled. So when we say perm, we are referring to permanently straighten our hair, as known as relaxing. Weave. For a weave, the woman's real hair is braided to a corner or other scalp braid, then the extra hair is woven, th- to, woven to those braids with a needle and string, especially for weaving hair. Extensions. Extensions are like weaves, but they usually don't require the corner as a base. Depending on the type of extension, the hair may be added through braiding or even special gluing. Natural. The general reference to black hair is not that it has texture altered by chemical. Some takes it a little bit further by not using chemicals at all or anything that does not occur in nature. Natural hair is a big deal. For much of the black American experience, we have been encouraged to look as European as possible. So straightening our hair with chemicals or a hot comb was the only way a black woman could look presentable for that for a long time. If you wanted to be beautiful or have a good job, your hair better look as not black as possible. Natural hair experienced a resurge during the civil rights era and has continued to grow in popularity. Natural hair is not necessarily a symbol of the wearer's black pride, but it's definitely a symbol of assessing our hair as it grows from our heads. Every time I walk into a business meeting with my hair in an afro or puff, sometimes I'm doing something that generates generation of blacks women would have done to wouldn't have dared to do. Hot combs are the enemy. A hot comb is a 
well, it's a piece of metal with heat safety handle that is handled over a fire or, or on a stove. Once it's hot enough to burn the skin off you, it is used to press the curls out of your hair by combing through it. And depending on how sure that hand of your hairdresser slash mother slash grandmother or best friend is, it will always burn the back of your neck and the tips of your ears and any surface it might touch. The hot comb has mostly fallen out of fashion, but any black one over the age of 20 has memory of being burnt by one. I can attest to that. We do not wash our black hair every day because black hair, see number one, as I mentioned earlier. The key is really nice, shiny, healthy hair is a balance of the natural oils we all produce with straight or wavy hair. Oil travels down the hair shaft fairly easily, but if your hair is very curly or kinky, it's hard for oil to travel through the, the those loops. The loops. So when while non-blacks may wash their hair a lot to avoid excess oil, black women worry more about the retaining what they have or have or adding more if we wash our hair every day it would be dry and unhealthy we change our hairstyle a lot because because we can culturally black women have most opinion have most opinions with their hair it can be perm or natural brought or grown straight fluffy or completely disappeared with a big pair of earrings to accentuate our bald head don't be alarmed just one of the many great things about us one of the not so great things about this having the lame cottage on the first day back off after getting our hair done about how it was magically grown girl please even if you ask nicely we don't want you touching our hair frankly thank you for asking touching a black woman hair without her permission is extremely rude but even if you ask nicely the answer is probably no i don't know where your hands have been i don't want you messing up my do more importantly most of us feel like allowing strangers to touch our hair just so they can experience it's a akin of, to being a pet like animal to be pet like an animal at its best it's awkward and it's dehumanizing so it's fair to admire our hair from afar but please keep your hands to yourself if you would like to keep them at all and that's just my spiel of how black women deal with having different hairstyles and how the public views it and how we have gone from the past to it being hidden to it making European pop or like mostly of like the white demographics. But I hope you enjoyed my podcast for today. This is episode 21 of Melanie Pop Podcast. I hope you have a nice day and also comment on my Instagram, Snapchat, or YouTube channel about any other topics you want to talk about on this podcast. And then season one will be ending in about about three three four more episodes and then we'll begin season two and i hope y'all have a blessed day hope you enjoyed my talk about black women and them dealing with their hairstyles i hope you have a blessed day until now bye